This is a call to all current and aspiring entrepreneurs. How you market your business can be the difference between whether or not you succeed online. But don't worry, we're here to help with current strategies, tips, and tricks that you can apply to your online business or business idea. This is the EMJ Podcast with your host, Matt Hepburn. This is episode seven of the EMJ Podcast, and I'm your host, Matt Hepburn. Today, we are joined by Ben Fisher, a Google Business Profile Diamond Product Expert. Ben co-founded Steady Demand, a local marketing agency in 2013. When Ben is not working with clients or contributing to local SEO communities, he writes local marketing content for platforms such as Bright Local, Local U, Search Engine Journal, Search Engine Land, Moz, SEMrush, and many, many more. It's with great pleasure that I welcome Ben to the show. Welcome to the show. Hey, Ben, how's it going? Hey, how are you doing, Matt? Good to see you, man. It's good to see you. It's very good to see you. Uh, n- wonderful uh, smile. Um, <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a joy to have you. Um, I was hoping you could tell the listeners a little bit about who Steady Demand is and what you do and and uh, how you serve the community. Sure. Yeah. So Steady Demand, I mean, we're basically <clears throat> at our core, we're a local SEO company with a focus on Google Business Profiles. Um, we also have a, another kind of focus that we are very good at, which happens to be local services ads, you know, and um, I mean, basically uh, our company is comprised of a couple of different product experts with the Google Business Profile community. So I'm a diamond. Uh, we got Stefan who works for us. He's a gold. And then we have Crystal. She's a silver and Jerry. He's also a silver. And um, that gives us a really nice ability to have a very deep insight into what Google really wants. And so we're able to create and craft packages and provide services based on those types of things and that kind of insider knowledge. Well, that's really the key, right? What what does Google want and how does that help a business, especially in a local business landscape to show up, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. So that's or just get customers, you know? I mean, it's a lot of it's about conversion. Right, and helping businesses get customers. So, so that's that's fantastic. Yeah. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about how Steady Demand got started. And sure, uh, long, long time ago. No, we just uh, celebrated our ten-year anniversary this month. Actually, that's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, our <clears throat> we started actually way back, kind of right when we were getting out of the web hosting industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, at first, we started off as a local SEO company in disguise as a social media company. Um, meaning, back in the day, it was Google. There was Google Plus, and I kind of figured out, and no, I did figure out a way to manipulate uh, Google Plus with content, basically creating semantic content and relationships between entities, and was able to move the needle on, in organic and local search. Actually, right. Um, it's a very little known kind of tactic back in those days. Right. And Google entities is big. Mm, photo, so. Oh yeah, it's huge. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so we basically, I mean, again, we were a social media company, but really at our, at our core, we were actually an SEO company. Right. And um, then of course, Google plus was killed off, right? You know, they, mm-hmm. they put the ax on that and we had to pivot very quickly. 
Um, but lucky for us, you know, we had already kind of gotten involved in the local search scene and uh, started making some really good inroads there. And most important inroads, of course, being those with Google. And um, well, there's a whole story that goes behind that. But, you know, becoming a, a at that time, a top contributor, which is now a product expert. And so with that, we kind of looked around the landscape and we said, okay, well, nobody's really managing Google Business Profiles or Google My Business at that time for anybody. And so we were like, well, why don't we just, I don't know, start doing that right. and created a package, created a plan for that. And uh, yeah, so created kind of a little industry out of that. <laughs> now we have a lot of people that that manage Google Business Profiles. Right. Which is which is, uh, it's wonderful, but uh, you come up very high in the search. Um, so one, you know, you're a local expert and like you said, a product expert, you've, you've, you've been on forums, you've been all over the place, giving tons of information, uh, a lot of your time as a, as an expert in local SEO. So could you explain to listeners what the benefit is of becoming an expert within their niche and how they might go? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Funny you asked that question. I've kind of done that my entire life, actually. And um, what I have learned <clears throat> is that the more you can niche down, right. basically, into a business, the more likely you are to become known, potentially, as an expert in your field. Um, a good example of this is like, for instance, when I uh, decided to get into the video game industry. Right. I didn't know anything about the video game industry. I played games for over 15 years. Yay. It doesn't make me an expert in the industry. Um, but, you know, to get into it, started up a, a website, which is all about news and reviews for the gaming industry. Got to know some pretty interesting and influential people, uh, you know, got very well known in that journalistic space and ended up getting invited out to all the conferences, you know, eventually ended up doing a lot of speaking at those conferences, things like that. Um, you know, and then heck even ended up making a game actually after being in the industry for over 15 years, um, but got very well known very quickly and right. used media actually a lot to do that. Um, everybody needs exposure, right? Right. You know? So PR is great and also probably helped your, your site a lot too, right? With the links yeah. you're getting with that, right? But we niched down. And so we didn't just want to become like, you know, a giant bomb or a polygon or, you know, an IGN or anything like that, right? That was a little bit of a lofty goal, not to mention really took a lot of writers. So we had maybe 16 writers, something like that, 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 right. and, and keeping those volunteers is pretty difficult actually. But um, so we niched down into the indie independent gaming space where a lot of indie developers weren't getting a lot of coverage because they didn't have AAA games. Well, that gave us an edge later on in the, the life cycle of the business because we were getting to know all these little guys who nobody knew who they were and nobody would give them a chance. Well, one of those happened to be a game called Super Meat Boy, which is a huge game, you know, made millions of dollars. Um, but back then, nobody knew who it was, you know, so we were a little part of the small part of that success. So again, niching down, right? Um, when we started with, uh, when I had my company in the hosting industry, that agency, we did not niche down. Became known, um, but we did everything. And so we were not great at anything. Right. And that's the big thing that you learn is 
is basically, you know, no, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, right? So, like, for instance, you wouldn't want to just do Google business profile work. Um, but then again, you know, you want to kind of stay pretty close to it right? Uh, at the same time. And then, yeah, become that expert. You know, um, one of the easiest ways to become very well known for what you're doing is to keep an eye on changes in your platform, changes in the product news. Um, you know, like when, when I was doing this and becoming a product expert, I was in the product every single day. And so I would get to see little changes and I'd be like, you know, ask other people, I'd be like, hey, are you seeing this? They're like, oh, wow, that's brand new. Okay, well, go out there, send out a tweet about it, tag Barry Schwartz into it. Barry, this is new. He's like, yep, it's new. Yep. <laughs> you know? And then he writes about it in search engine land. Right. So, um, you know, and it's kind of a rinse and repeat type of uh, practice. And anybody can do it. You just have to be observant. Right. And so I and I, I think the, the no matter what your industry, if if you're doing that, you're getting the PR, you're getting um you're getting more notice, right? And yeah. um if you can drop mentions to uh whoever is covering your uh journalistic is covering that type of niche, you might even get mentions from that person that you were the first one who actually saw the change. Oh sure. Right. Um so you're getting um you're getting notice from that. And that all just contributes to um uh, to your website actually yeah. growing. So that's one and, yeah, and there's two other things that I'd like to say about becoming uh, a, a well-known entity in your, in your own, in your niche, right? And the first one is being, um, using the word again, being very transparent, being very honest, and identifying the people in your industry that you really want to learn from. And not just identifying them from, a, I want to use this person to get to this level of stature, but really as to, okay, what can I, can I learn from this person? Can this person learn from me? You know, and are they genuinely a good person to know? Um, you know, and when I was getting started, you know, there was quite a few people out there that, that I identified that I was like, I really want to get to know these people. Um, you know, one was Mike Blumenthal, professor of search, of course. Right. Um, Mike's silly 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 smart i mean he's brilliant you got to have him on your show by the way and you know um and he's it's just the way he thinks right is amazing um and he can put everything together and historically historically as well so i mean of course so he's almost like a journalist in himself actually he is and um you know and then i happened to run into joy hawkins now, and Joy was actually working for another company at the time. Uh, she didn't have her own company when I ran into her. And, uh, and they were outsourcing Google business profile work to us, right. of course, right? So, uh, but that's how I got to know Joy. And I thought she was an amazing person. And I wanted to learn from her, you know? And so both of them, you know, I uh, ended up in a, in a way becoming my mentors. Uh, and as well as Linda Bouquet, she used to own a local search forum. And, um, yeah, so I was, I was very lucky, but, you know, I would say that if you want to become a master of your niche, identify the people who you really do truly want to get to know and somebody who you feel like you can bring value to in the future, maybe even now. So you just said a really important thing, uh, which is mentor. And a lot of businesses don't really pick on, up on that as to the importance of a mentor, uh, within your space and 
why that's important. Could you go into a little bit of that? I know you just touched on a little bit, but could you expound on that? Well, I mean, to, to bring it to a different level um, is when you have when you have a mentor or if you are mentoring, which I think is actually more important, by the way, um, I try to mentor at least three to four companies or people per year. And um, but when you are mentoring somebody, you're learning. You're constantly learning because let's not be let, let's be real about one thing. We're always learning something. Nobody is an expert. Nobody is perfect in their knowledge about a, a certain space, right? Because it's always evolving. It's always changing. Right. And um, so, yeah, so so that's the thing is, is you know, if you're, you're looking for somebody to become a mentor, I mean, A, that's going to kind of happen naturally. It's not even going to be a word. It's not going to be like, hey, I want to mentor you, right. you know, or something like that. Um, although you can ask directly, would you mind mentoring me, Right. But, you know, it, it's, 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 again, it's a very symbiotic relationship between the mentor and the mentee. And in both aspects, both people are learning uh, constantly. And, you know, and in the case of a mentor, it's also a way of giving back because somebody had to mentor the mentor. <laughs> I love it. It's an exchange of knowledge, right? And uh, so both are learning, but the business is also growing from that knowledge. Sure. Uh, it's and whether it's on building the business or whether it's marketing the business, whatever it might be, you know, that's that's crucial. Yeah. But again, it's all very natural. It's you know, there's nothing forced right. here. You know, it's not like, hey, Matt, you know, I want you to be my mentor because I want to grow my company by a million dollars next year. Right. Thank you, by the way. No, you can't have a percentage. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's not that. You know, it's just like, you know, it's like, hey, Matt, I mean, how can I help you? How can you help me? What's going on? Can I ask you some questions every once in a while? Do you mind? You know, and, you know, if the answer is, yeah, go ahead. Sure. Definitely ask me some questions. You know, here's here's how you can get in touch with me on Slack, you know, or whatever. Right. Right. Um, it comes very naturally. But bring good questions. Oh, please. <laughs> bring good <laughs> questions. Right? So uh, this is this is this is great. Um, I was wondering if we could segue really as to what were the aha moments or breakthroughs that you had uh, with steady demand as you were growing it, whether it's your stack that your marketing stack that you had mm -hmm. to use, or uh, you know, I know a lot of this holistically evolved, but uh, if we could talk sure. about kind of like your aha moments, that would be fantastic. So um, the biggest aha moments are, are pretty much tied to business life-ending events. Okay. And then the second one's data. Um, so business life-ending events are usually a cataclysmic, cataclysmic uh, situation that occurs that is without your control. And if you cannot adapt to it, your business will fold. Right. Happens all the time. 1% of businesses make it to five years. And a further 1% of those make it to 10 years. So if you take those numbers into account, there's a lot of business ending events that can occur. Sure. And um, being agile has got to be part of it. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And our first one was when they killed Google+. Plus. Yeah. That was... We had 80% of our business was tied up in Google+. Um, we were able to act on that 
And we were able to pivot very quickly. We were able to put together a package that made sense that our team wanted to do, something that would help our, our customers, and something that would actually kind of allow us to migrate from social media into Google Profile Management. So we, we put together kind of like a hybrid type of plan. And uh, knowing that it would end up killing the social component of things over time. And uh, but still keeping that value because that's what people were signed up for, right? So we right. they wanted us to post on Facebook and Instagram. So and we wanted to post a Google business profiles, and we wanted to manage those eventually. So right. that's how it worked. Right. So we only took uh, a ten percent hit in our business, actually, which is phenomenal. Just that you know something like that normally would just you know kill eighty to ninety percent of the business. So very very lucky, great staff. Great business partner, excellent, amazing customers. Um, was not a fun day to wake up to, you know, with tons and tons of customers going, what's going on? It's going away in three months. Why are they doing this? You know, law, oh, God, it was horrible. Anyway, but we got the messaging out. Um, and then the second business life ended. So that, that taught one big uh, lesson, not how to retain customers. How to not offer all your eggs into one basket. One basket, yeah. Yes. So it's kind of like, you know, it's like own your content, own your website, own your blog, right? Don't always write for other people. Same kind of same kind of uh, thought. Yeah. Um, which is why we do Google business profile work and we do local service ads work and we do organic SEO work. So it's kind of like a, a mixture and a hodgepodge, right? Um, and the second business life ending event was when we had a organization that represented uh 50% of our revenue. And you know, I mean they grew us by, you know, 70% probably at that time, but they also again it was 50% of our revenue. So, uh they decided at one point they just wanted to go ahead and take everything in the house and exercise a 30-day out clause, which they could because legally it was there. Um which really sucks because that meant we had to lay off 50% of our people. Right which is horrible, especially when you've got a team of A players. Um, you just, you have to, you have to make decisions. You have to make choices, right? And they're, they're not the best choices to make because you're affecting somebody's livelihood. So we tried to keep as many people as we could, you know, uh, and then we had people who waited in the wings, you know, we told them, sorry, go get something else while you're waiting. And while we're re re basically rebuilding and, uh, and we've actually hired quite a few of those people back by now, which is nice. So that's great. Yeah. But, uh, but that also brings up your, your second kind of business um, thing to, to think about and keep uh, learning from or learn from. And that is, is don't let one customer monopolize more than 50% of your revenue. Yeah. Because when they say goodbye, it's going to hurt. It's matter of fact, you yeah. shouldn't let anybody make up more than 10% of your revenue. If you can, uh, if you have the ability to. Everybody looks at the customers like, oh, I want a big one, a big client. I want an enterprise client. Somebody's going to pay me $100,000 or more a month. No, you don't. Not unless that's 10% of your revenue. Um, so, yeah, so those are the two things. And then the other thing is data, right? Um, what we found ourselves doing was, is okay, well, let me back up really quickly. Mm -hmm. So when I got involved in the private, the program, the uh, pro Google Business Profile, community and became a product expert. 
Um, one of the things that I decided to really focus on learning was the steps that were required. In, well, I'm sorry, all the business, basically the Google guidelines, especially right. as it would pertain to verification. And so I memorized that puppy. Literally, I would say almost every weekend, I would just pour over and just read through the guidelines. And, um, you know, and then, of course, exercise what I learned inside the community and for our clients. So by reading those guidelines also ended up falling into, you know, working on combating spam in the ecosystem, fake businesses, fake reviews, things like that. I did, uh, you know, ended up uncovering huge networks of spam for lead generation, things like that, and um, became pretty good at it, actually. And then from there, ended up getting really, really good at getting businesses reinstated and that were suspended from Google Maps. And that's actually where I kind of I halted, in a sense, because it's... Um, you know, when you have a business owner whose profile is suspended, their livelihood is suspended. You know, it affects their life. It affects their customers' lives, uh, their vendors' lives. I mean, you know, it touches so many different people and um, can sometimes be the difference between somebody who has a house and somebody who doesn't. Right. And a lot of business owners don't save money, by the way. It's, what can you do, right? Uh, so, so, but... And during that process, you know, I mean, gosh, I think it was probably after doing around a thousand reinstatements, I started to see a lot of different um, correlations. You know, 4% of businesses basically are ready for a reinstatement in the first place, which means more downtime than is actually necessary because they're out of the guidelines. You know, um, found it even more interesting stats than that, but that was the big one, right? It was like, oh, wow. I was like, okay, so... You know, a reinstatement time period could be a week, right? Or months sometimes. And if you're not ready for it, it's going to extend that out by even more weeks or more months. Um, you know, I've had ones that could have been resolved in 24 hours and took two months because they had to go find a place and in their area. There wasn't a lot to rent. Right. You know, so they had to wait for something to come available. And that's horrible. But it, but it was real. It was true. So, um so we ended up basically building a machine, quote unquote, in-house to handle reinstatement work, um, you know, by bringing in product experts and getting them trained up because there's no automation behind this, by the way. You can't. Um, it has to be done by people. There has to be somebody who is going to sit on the uh, Zoom call, you know, or Google Meet for a half an hour and listen to a story because even though you've heard that story a million times, you just need to still listen to it because the other person, you're kind of almost like a psychologist mm -hmm. and you have to listen to the other person. The other person needs to get out whatever they need to get out. Um, but the story is always the same. You know, I've been in business for X years. I have X number of glowing five-star reviews. I spend X amount of dollars on Google AdWords and my maps listing has been up for X number of years, but suddenly it's gone, done, gone away. And I don't know why. That's the story. Mm -hmm. You hear it every single time. And it's okay. It's fine. It's no problem. I understand. I get it. Um, so anyway, as far as an aha moment, after realizing this, you know, I said, okay, well, how can I get people ready to become suspended? 
Because the fact of the matter is 40% of businesses are going to get suspended once a year, usually, uh, in certain categories. And so we ended up building our assurance program. And the assurance program is basically kind of goes something like this, is that uh, it's peace of mind for Google business profiles, where we audit them for the guidelines, make sure they're ready, <laughs> build a file around that. Um, then we back up the profiles, especially the reviews. And then from there, we will block any kind of malicious activity from users and Google, because Google can cause a suspension. And um, and then if his profile gets suspended, we get it reinstated for free. It's We're on the line for it. But again, it's peace of mind, right? That's fantastic. It's um, for local businesses to, to be able to do that where they don't understand the guidelines. They don't understand what they've done uh, or haven't done to yeah. keep keep their profile updated. Um, the fact that you can do that and you have backed up all that data, that's amazing. It is. Um, and we have some customers who, I mean, they get suspended once a month. You know, probably because they're too close to a UPS store, but what can you do? Um, you know, or I've got customers who are viciously attacked by their competition. Um, I've got one who every time he gets back up, two days later, he goes back down. You know, so um, and then we have other customers who it's like, you know, once or twice a year, they'll get suspended. And we send them a notice and say, hey, just don't worry about it. Go about your day. We'll get you reinstated. That's um, yeah. And, the, you know, the the uh, the size of relief that, that we get from that is is really amazing. So it's, it's nice to be able to help people and run a business at the same time. Yeah, that's that is. That's awesome. So I'm going to segue into where is steady demand going in 2023? Sure. Uh, 2022, we made two product launches, basically. And the the first one was getting really aggressively into local service ads. And, uh, you know, the ads that are at the top of search, right? Right. The little green Google guarantees, Google screened. So we got, uh, we became what's called a managed partner over at the LSA uh, division, and which basically means we're a one, top 1% agency in the world. And more importantly, we have a dedicated representative. Um, so we don't call into general support. We we just have a meeting with our, our representative every single week. Um, we've quickly grown to have hundreds of accounts basically at this point, and uh, which is pretty amazing. I think to, for me to say that in one year, you know, to go from like, 15, 20 to hundreds. It's like, okay. So we've had to really build up that division. And uh, the next one is, is you know, just organic SEO. Uh, I got out of organic SEO in 2013. And I didn't think I was going to come back. Um, and I'm not coming back to it per se. I have people who work for me and they do the SEO work. So, um, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, it's so we're growing that division too. So again, kind of getting away from all your eggs in one basket right? to eggs in multiple baskets that all work together. And if one goes away, it's okay. Won't feel it. Yeah, well, I, I can, I feel can, it, I totally can relate. I can totally relate. So uh, do you want to tell listeners how they can get the help of the steady demand team, where they should sure. go? That'd be great. 
Yeah, just visit us, <clears throat> steadydemand.com. Um, you can go there, find out a little bit about us. We don't update the website very often, so there's probably not all of our stuff is on there. Uh, feel free to just reach out through the contact form. You can always reach me on Twitter, at the social dude. So my DMs are open. Feel free to contact me. And, of course, you can always say, find me in the community over at Google. Um, but that's the best way to really get in touch with us and reach out to us. Well, Ben, thank you so much for your time today. There's huge insights there on the aha moments of how people can really niche down, become an expert, um, and not have all their products or services in one basket, right? Uh, offer yeah. multiple things. Um, those are huge insights uh, that businesses can take away from. So thank you so much. Really appreciate awesome. it. And I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Matt. I'm glad we met so many years ago. Yep. Absolutely, man. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Are you ready to break through to accelerate online business growth? Then join our email list at emjpodcast.com so we can keep you up to date with the latest strategies, tips, and tricks that you'll want to know. Also, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. This is the EMJ Podcast with Matt Hepburn, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>